I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-Minute Parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-Minute Parenting Podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. This is part two of our Making Sense of Our Senses. Last week, the episode talked about sight, smell, hearing, taste, touch as our senses. And this week, I'm going to be talking to you about vestibular, proprioceptive and interoception, three really important, but often, you know, really under-discussed senses that we have and things that we need to understand. I'll include a few tips about how we can play with each of these. Again, just Just like last week, I want to start by stating clearly I'm not an occupational therapist. And if you're listening and feeling, yeah, I think me or my child has significant gaps or interruptions or challenges in this, this or this area, please do consult with an occupational therapist. You can self-refer to one or you could get a referral through your GP. I want to kick off with our vestibular sense, you know, the one that helps us with balance and spatial orientation. Okay, our vestibular system is located in our inner ear. It's the system that helps us to know where our head is in relation to gravity. And ultimately, it helps us to adopt and hold, sustain hold, I mean, an upright posture. It helps us to move in a coordinated way, and it works really closely with the visual sense we talked about last week to help us move our limbs or to reach out for something, to grasp it, and just to kind of sharpen our focus on tasks. You know, our vestibular fluid is what is particularly responsible for our sense of balance. Now, there are many things that can affect vestibular fluid and ultimately our sense of balance. Factors like age, you know, getting older or consuming a lot of alcohol, those will serve to thicken and thin the fluid, which is what causes balance issues for anyone who, you know, for older people, or let's just say any of us who might experience inebriation and find it hard to stay upright or hold our balance or walk in a straight line. All of that is because of the impact on your vestibular fluid. Babies, young babies need a great deal of vestibular input and we give it to them really naturally largely without thinking we do rocking swinging bouncing in order to develop strong vestibular systems in our babies and that system is essential in helping to regulate us you know it's so important in terms of our overall sensory system that it underpins many other body and mind functions it has a really close relationship to gravity obviously very important for any of us moving around day to day but also our physical and emotional sense of safety you know just feeling like oriented in our environment and aware of what's around us survival arousal sharpening our attention and when a child's vestibular system is underdeveloped their brain is simply not getting the correct information from their eyes ears sense of gravity or movement in their bodies which makes the brain and body feel ultimately very unsafe and when they don't feel safe their arousal level attention survival mode responses will kick in and that's when we see associated behavioral problems arise so if you want to play with this one with a slightly older child go back to what i said about infants think of activities and games that support 
rocking, swinging, and bouncing. One thing I like to do with older children is I put a cushion. Actually, you know, a sofa cushion at home would be fine. Put that on the floor. Have the child stand on the floor to one side of it. Hold their hands. And on your cue, they jump from floor to cushion, cushion to the other side of the floor. And you can hold their hands, particularly if they have challenges in this, to keep them steady. Most children will be able to master a single cushion jump. Then you're going to gradually increase the level of challenge and therefore vestibular input by putting two cushions, one on top of another, repeat the floor to cushion, cushion to floor, three cushions and repeat floor to cushion, cushion to floor. It's getting harder, but there's greater degrees of vestibular input the more cushions you put there. As soon as you see your child begin to struggle or wobble, what you wanna do is provide more support. As they jump, you pull them up with their hands so that you're securing mastery over the task. Or simply come behind them, put your hands either side of their hips and one, two, three, lift them up onto that cushion so that you're helping um, them with their jump. That's a really good one, really easy one. Everyone has sofa cushions at home or something like that that you can use. I want to move on now to the proprioceptive system, the one that coordinates our body awareness. This is one that I speak about a lot and the one that prompted the questions that asked for these this two-part episode I'm doing was about, can you explain a bit more about what do you mean by proprioceptive touch or proprioceptive input? As I said, it's the system coordinating body awareness, but what that really means is it helps us to know where our limbs are in space and how hard we are or how hard we need to press, push, or pull against something. So for example, even as you're listening right now, if you've got a cup of tea or coffee in front of you, simply reach out and hold the cup, pick it up, bring it to your mouth and take a sip. If you're sitting at a desk and there's a pen or pencil, just reach out, pick up your pencil, I'm doing it right now, and grip the pencil and just write one letter or make a movement as if you were about to start writing. Now, what's happened here is that you knew your proprioceptive system was able to coordinate with your body the right amount of force to grip that cup or pencil in a way that you're not going to drop it. It won't fall out of your hand, but you're not squeezing it so tight that you'll pull the handle off the cup or you'll snap the pencil in two or it'll leave a mark on your hand. You know how to judge how to do this just right. It's the same as if you were throwing a ball. If I want to throw a ball from A to B distance, I look at that distance, I'm scanning and I'm using my proprioceptive system body awareness, and I know, roughly speaking, how hard I need to throw that ball to get at the right distance, not too far, not falling short. Now, young babies learn about proprioception by growing and developing in the tight space of that in utero experience. And right after they're born, what do we do? We swaddle them, don't we, in tight blankets. We wrap them up tightly because something in us intuitively knows that if we provide our babies with tight cozy cuddles, that's working for them. It's very soothing, very regulating, and it's actually vital to develop developing their proprioceptive system, this whole sense that they need. And you also see it in parents who might 
you know, carry our babies and baby wraps or one of those baby wearing devices, that that's also really good actually for developing this sense, that whole idea of being carried, feeling that uh, the movement, uh, you know, when your parent is walking, I'm thinking of the word gate, the gate, parents gate, and that feel of being very close to their parent's body. All of that does wonders for healthy development of proprioception. Um, Now, when we think of it in the flip side, proprioceptive dysfunction, that can lead to difficulty in children knowing where their body is in space and understanding boundaries when playing, interacting with other children. You know, they can in the yard end up pushing too hard or pulling somebody over or crashing into somebody. So those physical body boundaries are very difficult for them to understand, particularly when they get stimulated and you know, get heightened with excitement and playing with others. And many children who have processing disorders will report feeling kind of disjointed or out of sorts or even scattered within their physical selves. And these are the children who tend to get their input into their bodies, the input they need by being bumpers, crashers, you know, thundering around the place, crashing into things, walking through things. All of that is giving them that deep pressure proprioceptive input. As children get older and they might become rougher, you might see it in terms of seeking out fights because that punching, that input is very hard input, isn't it? Through the fist when we're punching, fighting, pushing and shoving each other. But of course, there are other ways of doing it that are healthier and not going to cause so much trouble. So consider, and I've given a number of these when I answer questions on the radio, but think about things that are about pushing and pulling. Immediately what comes to mind for me is tug of war. So what you want to do is there's a couple of ways of doing this. You can stand and have a scarf or something between you and just really give that deep pressure push and pull, particularly if you've got older children you're doing this with. And you can make it kind of fun that you give in and they can pull you over in tug of war and you land on them in an embrace or you pull them over into your arms for a tight, squeezy hug, which is also giving that proprioceptive input. And you can vary the levels of this by, you know, you do the tug of war normally, then do it with one hand behind your back and then do it with the hand, whichever hand is holding the rope, just lift your thumb. Every time you change, you're making that harder and I have to work harder within my proprioceptive system to maintain the right level of grip. Another one is, and you can blend in some of the touch piece into here as well, stimulating our our sense of touch, is to cover your hands in lotion and do the same to your child. Sit opposite them on the floor, ideally have their back supported up against the sofa, for example, would be ideal. And on your cue, you pull away from each other and you're gripping, gripping, gripping that tight input again to the skin on the hands. But ultimately, of course, you're going to slip away because of the lotion and do so dramatically, really up that like, whoa, I fell over. Have your child lean in and pull you back up. Tons of fun, playful, proprioceptive input there. Um, And there's no shortage of things. You could also have a child who's into pushing, but you want to prescribe that in a way. So you're going to put a structure on it and say, okay, do push me, but here's how you're going to do it. Sit with your back against the sofa. I'll sit opposite you. Put one of your bare feet up against each of my hands. On my cue, you're going to push me over. 
Oh, that was a big push. This time, do it as soft as you can with your toes. Oh, look at that. Switch to their hands against your hands. Push over. See, can they push over with just their pinkies, just their thumbs? And you can apply this as well to keeping a balloon up in the air together. And you call out the body part that's going to keep it up. And they have to use the right amount of force to keep that there. So all of these are really nice, playful ways to stimulate that proprioceptive system. And then the last sense I wanted to talk about was that of introception. And introception is the body sense of what is happening inside our body. Okay. And it's often one that gets really overlooked, but it's really important because it enables us to know whether we feel hungry or full, you know, tired cold, hot? Do we have a headache? Do we feel unwell or out of sorts? It helps us to scan ourselves internally. And also it helps us to know how fast our heart is beating or how deeply we're breathing. And knowing that would enable us to make a different choice, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, I need to take a break. Oh, I'm going to sit down for a minute. And there we are, regulating that heartbeat and that breathing. And our emotional states, as we know, often arise from physiolog physiological rather changes in our body. One of the things you've heard me say here time and again is that overt behavior is underpinned by physical and emotional states. So these are linked and being able to understand what's going on inside our bodies is essential in being able to develop that capacity for emotional and physical regulation, which in turn will help us to manage our overt behavior, that is the things that we do or say. Being attuned to interoception allows us to care for ourselves properly and to meet our basic needs so that we can stay safe, remain safe. So it's a really, really important one. I like to play with this one in terms of, you know, increasing heart rate and then regulating and focusing on our breathing. So I might do activities like putting a cotton ball on the floor and taking turns to blow it across the room. I'll blow it, you blow it, I blow it, you blow it to get it from A to B. And then I might further structure it if I feel that the breathing is not regulated and say, let's see, can we do it in six blows? We got to do three blows each. So that means your child isn't going to blow it super fast and get it there in one go. Equally, just taking something light like a feather, just from one of those art and craft sets you might have lying around and blowing it from their hands to your hands, your hands to their hands over and back and judging just the right amount of breath control that will get it to your hand, not the floor, not too hard, not too soft. That's all really good. Also, an activity that can be nice is to take out a blanket, put your child lying on their tummy on the blanket, wrap them up, put the blanket both sides and say, I'm going to wrap you up like a burrito. And then you're going to using the pressure from your hands again, bringing in some of that proprioceptive touch here. You're going to do some deep pressure. Here's the rice. Here's the beans. Here's the chicken rubbing on the salsa, scattering on some lettuce, some cheese, whatever it is that your burrito toppings will be. And as you're doing that and narrating it, just listen to how your child is breathing while they lie there experiencing that touch, which we hope is regulating for them. Do things that, you know, you're jumping and you're running, then you're swaying gently, upward and downward regulating. That really is sharpening our focus to how are we breathing? How fast is our heart beating? Any of that is really regulating. So that is our eight senses over two episodes. I really hope that's been helpful. 
I was only delighted to go through it and delighted to be asked to do so. So take a listen, listen back a couple of times. As I said, if you think, oh, I have some particular difficulties in this area, please do consult with a qualified occupational therapist. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15 Minute Parenting.